It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Cincinnati Reds bullpen is set, and that only means good things for the Reds' ambitions of 2024. We'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Aloha, you are live and locked on Reds, your daily source for all things Cincinnati Reds. I'm Stephen Offenbaker. He's Jeff Carr, and we love baseball. We love these Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game, our love for the Reds, and we have turned that into information for you. Locked on Reds is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are live here once again for an Aloha Friday on YouTube. Audio folks, uh, you should join us live over here sometime. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell so you can participate in these lives and, and get your questions and comments addressed directly from Jeff and I live right here on screen. On today's podcast, we are going to break down the red signing of Brent Suter. That's right. The second lefty that I have been clamoring for has been signed. Thanks, Nick. We have decided you are for sure listening to this show. So thank you. Appreciate you going out there and getting that lefty. We are also going to take a look at who the Reds avoided arbitration with and who they didn't. And we'll tell you what we take away from that and what we think it means. And for sure, we know you are going to have tons of comments and questions because there was a lot. I mean, a lot of Reds news yesterday. Uh, thank God, because I tell you what, January is the toughest time, Jeff, to, to fill some of these shows if the Reds aren't doing anything. So once again, Nick, thanks for listening and thanks for doing things. I'm going to need a move a week. I need something a week to get <laughs> get the shows done. But Jeff, uh, before we get into any of the things we want to discuss today, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase at Game Time. Love the Game Time app. Jeff and I both use that app all season long. 
All right, Jeff, let's start with the Brett Suter signing because, uh, first of all, his name is Brett Suter. Uh, there has been some confusion, uh, mostly by me and, and Mark Sheldon. But other than that, his, it's <laughs> Brett Suter uh, spent a lot of time in Milwaukee, uh, Colorado last year. I love this signing, Jeff. It's a huge signing, and I know that you've been clamoring for a second lefty in the bullpen, and I absolutely love the way that they went about this because there's a lot of things that he is superior to the other lefties in the bullpen. We know that we loved what Sam Maul did in a small sample size, but if you kind of stretch it out and what all Sam Maul's done in his career compared to what Brent Suter's done in his career, Brent Suter's been better at it. He's not the big strikeout guy that you expect a lot of relievers to be, but there's two things that he does at, at an elite level. I'm not, I'm not even really afraid to say that. He limits walks and he limits hard contact. In fact, last year, no relief pitcher, no pitcher, had a lower average exit velocity than did Brent Suter. He was phenomenal at weak contact, and he had a 46% ground ball rate. I mean, he falls in right in line with Nick Martinez, right in line with the signings that the Reds have done. Again, another point to our, our, our uh, take that they're listening here. We've been saying we need more ground ball pitchers. Brent Suter fits right in with that. Plus, there's another added thing. We always think of a left-handed relief pitcher as, okay, well, he's going to face the opposing uh, lineup against their left-handed hitters, and he's going to be good against them. Brent Suter's good against everybody. In fact, if you look at his splits from last season, he's actually better against right-handed hitters than he was against left-handed hitters. Now, that's not to say that left-handers hit him well. That's just to say that right-handers hit him worse, and that is a great thing to have, especially for a guy who... I mean, he is going to be a key member of this bullpen, and I'm so glad we got a club option as well for $3.5 for the next year because he might be here two years. Let's let's talk about those splits for just a second because uh, they are they, they do matter. Uh, you know, versus lefties, you know, his splits on the season last year in 51 games, 108 plate appearances, left-handed hitters hit 284, 374, 21 against him. Ah, okay. Not, That's yeah. not, yeah. yeah, but the righties, 229, 290, 295. Factor in the ground ball percentage that you just talked about. I, I think he's a tremendous upgrade over what the second lefty option would have been. Uh, it wasn't so much for me about, you know, can we rely on Sam Mall to be the guy? Uh, I think Sam Mall is a good left-handed relief pitcher. I agree. But, I, but him being by himself, overuse he wouldn't be good all season long his arm have Alex Young they yeah. needed, exactly they needed to uh so now the really so the comparison is is Suter versus Alex Young or reverse Sam Martin because those are your left-handed options uh heading into the 2024 season and I think Suter is better to start the season and and better better equipped to be better for the season than Alex Young is now that's not not a knock on Alex Young I think he's going to be now a great insurance policy we're going to get to that in just a minute but I, I like this signing Jeff because I I believe in Sam Maul but I believe he needed help and I think this is the perfect signing to give him the help where the two of them you know throwing health out let's not try and speculate on health let's just say they're healthy for all 162 right I think they make a great one two left-handed punch now for this bullpen. I think this bullpen has now been dramatically improved from last season to this season. It is so amazing. The difference. I mean, we talked about, you know, Alex Young was the only lefty in the bullpen. You think of some of the guys that we saw a lot of last year out of the pen that we're just like, oh, we got to figure this out, man. And really for the last 
gosh, as long as I can remember, we've been begging them to add bullpen arms to fix the bullpen problems because they had holes and they, they really needed to figure it out. And this year they've done that and more. It almost feels like Nick Craw has signed all of the relief pitchers that he's needed to sign for like the last three years, but instead he did it all this year. I think it's telling in two ways. And we'll talk about why really the bullpen is set, especially if you factor in health um, it's, it's set as we go into spring training, but and before before we move into the rest of the bullpen, there's one more number set that I wanted to get to on Suter because yeah. uh, he pitched at Coors Field and he played for the Rockies last year. Yep. So when you're looking at his overall stats, let's toss that out for a minute. Let's talk about his road versus home splits in 2023. Uh, pretty equal. He had three more games on the road. He pitched in 27 games at home, 30 games on the road. His road split, Jeff, 194. This is slash line batters against. 194, 272, 306 is how he performed away from Coors Field last year. Tremendous pitcher out of Coors Field last year. Well, and 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 looking at Coors Field specifically, his home splits, uh, how many home runs did he give up at home? Zero, none. Well, and at that's a Coors enormous play. Field. At Coors Field, zero home runs. Zero homers. I mean, he gave up some doubles and stuff like that, but whatever. And zero homers of Coors Field. He's equipped to pitch at great American ballpark. And I think it's just going to show the, the investment that Nick crawl has made in this bullpen. What is a telltale sign? Like every single year you can talk to a general manager. You can talk to a manager and they're like, we got a playoff roster, man. We're going for it this year. They showed us they believe it because a team will show how much they believe in their roster by how much they invest in their bullpen and the Reds have invested so much in improving their pin this year that I am. I, 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 this is why I'm so excited. I think that, you know, all of the young guys and, and, and taking a step forward, that's exciting. Getting some guys back from injuries that we didn't see a lot last year, that's exciting. The fact that the Reds have put so much capital into this bullpen just tells me that they believe that they are a playoff team, at least a wild card, if not a division contender. And I love that. Yeah, I I love the the difference uh, in the in the model of the offseason right now. How many years did they not even have a budget set by this point? How many years did they go into spring training with all these holes that they were looking to fill through waiver wire acquisitions or last minute spring cut acquisitions? This roster, as we're going to talk about over the coming days, Jeff, I think this roster set now. This suitor signing, I think finishes the bullpen. I think the bullpen is done. We did an episode on this last week. I don't know. The days are all running away from me. I think was last week where we kind of set up the bullpen and talked about how we thought it looked. Well, this signing definitely completes the bullpen. So let's work our way through this for just a second, Jeff. Uh, shoe it. Your guy, Alexis Diaz, closer extraordinaire. He's in this bullpen. Right. Uh, Lucas Sims, who they just uh, seem to love after he'd come back from his injury last year. Shoe in. Sam Mall, we talked about him, shoe in. Buck Farmer, they just re-signed to bring him back for a couple million bucks. They're not cutting him. He's a shoe in. Uh, also, they went out and got Emilio Pagan. They went out and got Nick Martinez. Both of those guys are shoe ins. They just signed Brent Suter. Shoe in. Guess what, Jeff? If you weren't counting along with me, that's seven. That's seven guys. That leaves one spot. One spot, you say, Steve. Yes, one spot for either Ian Jabot, TJ Antone, Alex Young, or Fernando Cruz to fill in. Now, let's look at that group. Let's focus in for a second, Jeff. Of those names I just mentioned, Ian Jabot, TJ Antone, Alex Young, Fernando Cruz, 
Ian Jabot is the only player in that group without options. They'll have to, he'll, someone will take him if they expose him. Someone will pick up Ian Jabot. So my prediction is that last spot goes to Ian Jabot and they stash TJ Antone, Alex Young, and Fernando Cruz all at AAA Louisville as the next men up. Nick Crawl playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And yes, I know I've seen this on Twitter and our buddy Branch Brown, who's in the comment section says that that's overused. So maybe he's playing connect four while everybody else is playing shoots and ladders. I don't know, whatever it is, he is smarter than we give him credit for. He is making these moves because you look at this roster and how improved it is. And you say, Oh, somebody has got to be an odd man out. Not really. I mean, all of the guys that we are excited about, we're excited to see, if TJ Antone can come back healthy, and we're going to talk about him in just a few minutes. We're excited about Fernando Cruz and what he could do. I, I, I'm particularly me. I would love to see him in the pen at some time this year. We love what Alex Young had for us last season. Would love to see him improve a little bit. All of those guys are back. All of those guys have the capability of being sent down without being exposed to waivers. And I think that that in and of itself just it, it shows how good this roster is. It is so deep. And, 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 and instead of years past where it's like, everybody's got to figure this out. Everybody's got to take a step forward or nothing's going to work. We've got some guys, like if you go in a slump, there's an infielder to take a spot. If an outfielder goes in a slump, that might be a little bit more dicey, but there's still some way that they can move the roster around to fix it. Pitching, starting pitching, plenty of options. Relief pitching, plenty of options. That is such a refreshing way to look at this roster as we head into spring training where in years past it's it's absolutely not been that way and i think that is why the reds moved the way that they did with arbitration because we're going to talk about some of the decisions that were made there coming up next before we talk about that though i want to tell you about one of today's sponsors and that is game time steve and i absolutely love using the game time app we use it all season long the best way to do this is literally to go down to the park, find your parking spot, and as you're walking up to the stadium, open up the Game Time app and check out the deals. They are the best app for last minute tickets, and they're going to help you find the right seat as well. They've got you can see exactly where your view is going to be, what it's going to look like. If you just want to, sometimes Steve and I will just find the cheapest ticket available and go post up at the bow tie bar. That happens. Or sometimes you want to get a real nice view. Game Time can help you out with all of that. Check out Game Time today, download the app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your next order. And look, I know we, we're still like 76 days away from opening day, so it's not as if you're going to buy baseball tickets anytime soon. You can buy uh, hockey tickets to the Cyclones. You can buy basketball, whether it be UC or Xavier. Not going to judge, although go Bearcats. And then you can find out, you know, maybe if you want to travel to a playoff game for the NFL, maybe you want to go to Indy for a, a NBA basketball game, game time has you covered. Download the app, type in the promo code lockdown MLB and get $20 off your next order because game time has the lowest tickets and the last minute deals guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. 
Thanks as always for making Locked On Reds your first listen every single day. Uh, every day is coming up next week. There's still so much to get to. We're really going to dive into the spring training invites because there were a couple of players that really intrigued us. But that's going to be coming up on our next episode because there's still so much to focus on with all of the news that came out yesterday. And before we jump into that, remember you can check out the first ever Locked On or the first ever national sports streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, twenty four seven. Go subscribe right now. In fact, it's going to be uh, rolling after we are done with this live show, so you can check out what's going on there. It's all the local, the biggest stories with the local uh, flair, the local touch. I mean, there's going to be so much about uh, Belichick and Saban and all of that great stuff going on there in uh, the coaching circles. And I think somebody might be talking about Pete Carroll. I don't know who. I mean, he's gotten just forgotten because of Belichick and Saban. But yeah, that's going to be on Lockdown Sports today. Make sure you subscribe. All right. You know, so before you jump into the next thing, I just got to tell you that I'm like Pavlov's dog over here. You're going to get a laugh out of this. You know, every time there's a game time sponsorship on this show and we do the read, I crave tacos. And Jeff, you're going to understand why. Because <laughs> yes. Like 90% of the time when I'm using that app, I'm at the taco joint across the street from Great American Ballpark, right? So that's, that's, that, that's Jeff's and I spot pre and post game usually. So um, I, I, I'm craving tacos right now. Thanks a lot. Honestly, it's a great, I mean, the banks are great for that. You can go there and post up pregame and then find a deal on the game time app and go in. So that's, that's definitely an endorsement from us. But let's get to the news because on top of Brent Suter being signed, which surprised the heck out of me. And, and by the way, we forgot this point too, and this is a minor point, but this is still worth mentioning. The Cubs, 24 hours before this report, before this signing, the Cubs were all but like printing his jersey. I was talking to our Lockdown Cubs guys about this, and they were stunned. They were absolutely shocked that he is now a Cincinnati red because they thought he was going to be a Chicago cub. So an extra point that's like, you know, turning a, you know, making a turnover into some points here, uh, a, an extra point for Nick crawl on this signing, just bringing back the local guy, by the way, we didn't even mention he's from Mueller. So there we go. Local guy as well. Just is such a great signing. I think for so many reasons and all the talent that he brings, but even the added benefit of got one away from the cubs who, I mean, finally signed somebody the other day, but come on, like, what are they doing? The Reds are done with their shopping, basically, and the Cubs are just getting to the store. It's it's funny watching what's going on in Chicago right now, actually. Um, I, the Chicago, the locked on guys have to be just so frustrated over there themselves. with what the with what the Cubs have not done. Uh, I think, you know, it's in, I think you can read a lot into Suter signing with the Reds instead. I, I think, you know, I see and listen, folks, I see the numbers out there and everybody predicting the Cardinals to win this division and a right. lot of disrespect directed towards the Reds and 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 all the question marks of their youth, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I think right now, as constructed the teams in this division, the Reds have to be the favorite. And, and I know I'm probably a little biased, but I don't think I'm very much biased. I think this team is built to win right now. Uh, and, and the Reds took some steps to go ahead and, and solidify and not have a bunch of, for lack of a better way to put this, a bunch of pissed off players that had to go through the arbitration process. If you've never heard Sean Casey tell his arbitration story with Jim Bowden, that's a listen. Go find it. I think it's on the Jim Day podcast. Go check it out. You will laugh your butt off. Uh, but the Reds and Nick Crawl avoided that mess. They locked down TJ Antone, avoided arbitration, $830,000. Good, good deal. 
Big one here, Jake Fraley avoided arbitration. They signed him for $2.15 million. Uh, Lucas Sims is at $2.85 million, avoided arbitration with him. Here's the one I love the most, Jeff. They avoided arbitration with catcher Tyler Stevenson. He got $2.525 million this year, and there is a club option that they can exercise for next year to avoid this process again. They don't even have to figure it out or talk about it. They can just call Tyler up and be like, hey, great year in 24. We knew you could do it. We picked up that option. I love that scenario so that Tyler doesn't have to worry about it either. And then, of course, we mentioned the left-hander Alex Young. They went ahead and avoided arbitration with him as well. He signed a $1.16 million contract. Those are all locked down and signed and ready to go. Uh, I, I like this, Jeff. I really, you know, we talked about the depth of that bullpen. Having, having both Antone and Young on this list, it really creates a great scenario for uh, Derek Johnson. It creates a great scenario for the organization as a whole. And it makes Nick Craw look really, really good having taken a bullpen that went from overuse and lack of depth to now having three bona fide major league arms that you can kind of stash at AAA and just have on standby in case someone's extra tired and needs, you know, a quick uh, IL visit or uh, forbid an injury occurs and you need a replacement. They've got it built in already. And I love it. And there was something else too, that I, I kind of gleaned from the players who avoided arbitration with their deals. Lucas Sims signing to avoid arbitration. He, after his like amazing 2021 season, he went to arbitration with the Reds and he still lost. Relief pitchers just have a very bad track record, unless they're a closer, of winning arbitration cases. So he just wanted to avoid all of that. And I found it interesting that he avoided it and Jonathan India chose it. Now, it's not to say, and there's, there's no judgment call here. I mean, the report was Jonathan India wanted $4 million. The team offered $3.2 million. They couldn't quite come to a compromise. So those are the figures for arbitration. And again, to remind everybody, the arbitration process is the arbitrator picks one of those numbers. He does not find a middle ground. It's win or lose. And I think that's why a lot of players have negative experiences with arbitration and they hear about it because teams bring out metrics like people complain in the comment section about how we use analytics. Sometimes the teams make up their own stuff for arbitration. They have stats that we've never heard of. Who was the dude from Tampa Bay that was like, oh, it was, um, what was that guy's name? The Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe no. Tampa Bay Rays brought out all kinds of new statistics in their arbitration hearing. Uh, the player, I can't remember his name, but he was like basically saying his head was spinning by the time it was over because the Rays made him look terrible. They was, like, they managed to just make him look really bad. There was that. And then Corbin Burns was super pissed off after his arbitration with Milwaukee because they were using different stats and things like, like the one thing that I kept seeing, and you still can't find it. Cause I went to look it up, but like meltdowns and stuff like that. That's not something that, I see a lot of reporting on, but apparently that's a big one, especially for relief pitchers in arbitration. But I say all that to say this, there's, there's no like reading into Jonathan India going to arbitration. I find it a little bit interesting, but I kind of wonder a little bit because over the last few years, he's learned about the business side of baseball with all the trade rumors. He's learned about the business side of baseball with seeing that Castellanos let go through free agency, seeing Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, all these guys being traded, like he's learned about the business side of baseball. He's going to learn about the really dirty business side of baseball is the arbitration process. And to think that this is where we are in the year 2024, where, I mean, this is the, this is the best that the, the player 
uh, owner relationship where it comes to the reserve clause has ever been, whereas it used to just be owners just kept players as long as they wanted. And it's still only here in this sort of barbaric process that arbitration really is where they just, I, I picture this. I've never seen an arbitration case. So I don't know this to be a fact, but I just picture that on one side of the room, you got India shouting at the arbitrator, how good he is. And on the other side of the room, you got the Reds shouting how bad he is. And it just seems so counterproductive to me. You know, I, I think you're right, right about that. There's not a lot to re read into this, that it's just, you know, it's the business and then the, the worst of the business side of baseball, really. Mm -hmm. But there is a little piece of this that concerns me a little bit. And it's that I feel like the relationship between the Reds and India was already fractured a little bit with all of the trade talk and all of the speculation for India going all the way back into last season. Uh, there's no way that this process is going to improve that relationship. <laughs> it's not going to make it better. Um, it's going to be a little bit worse. And I hope that that does not negatively impact his performance because I, I think the Reds are now kind of all in more on the version of having him around, at least for the first half of the season, especially with how the outfield situation is playing out right now and, and the moves that the Reds have made. So I don't anticipate that between now and spring training, India gets traded. And I don't really want India to go into this season uh, with a more damaged relationship. So I hope that the Reds don't go hard on tearing him down. I, I hope that yeah. they maintain this relationship a little bit because we need India to be productive. Uh, so that's my only concern with him going into the arbitration process. But I did like to see that so many guys avoided arbitration and the Reds maintained a very healthy depth with their roster. No, absolutely. And I think what we'll do, Jeff, we've reached my favorite point in the Aloha live shows, and that is the questions and the comments. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from that, we put you in the driver's seat. We're taking your questions. We're taking your combat comments, and we're going to be talking about what you want to talk about. That is next. But before we do that, I do want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs are afoot. You can still get in on that action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets back guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. One $5 bet, win or lose, gets you 150 bucks back in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action right now. They've got the point spreads. They've got the money lines. They've got player props. You can even combine those prop bets on single game parlays for even more fun. Uh, if you want to get in on picking the Reds to win the division, I think they are going to. Uh, you got some sweet odds over at FanDuel right now. The Reds are still plus 450. Uh, that needle's going to start moving, I think. Uh, as the Cubs continue to not do anything, uh, as the odds makers figure out that St. Louis is average aged 172 years old and not very good, uh, the odds makers are going to get in on this and move the Reds up. So now's a great time to head over to FanDuel and throw a little money towards the Reds winning the division in 2024. If you want to do that, all you got to do is head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and you can start turning your sports knowledge into cash. FanDuel is the official partner of the National Football League and the official sports book of Locked On. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You can follow us in between episodes on the social medias. Uh, Jeff says we're X-Men now. Uh, okay. Uh, you can follow me over there at S. Offenbaker. That's with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Also, join the Discord community. Great folks over there talking Reds baseball all week long. We got a Reds channel. We got a Bengals channel. We got off topic. We got all kinds of things. Come join us. The link is down in today's show description. And if you haven't done so yet, go quickly bookmark after the show the site inside the Reds.com. That is uh, us talking about the Reds in written form. Jeff's kind of the, the, the main content producer over there, along with James Rapine. Uh, Ricky Chino's weighing in, Audie Elmore's weighing in, I'm weighing in, lots of written Reds coverage, and it's brought to you by the folks over at Sports Illustrated. So uh, get over there today and check out what we are writing. We appreciate it. All right, Jeff, it's time. Questions and comments. Um, the comment section has been blowing up. I don't know if you've been watching this, but it is just shoom, going today. Appreciate everybody for uh, being a part and being active in the comments section. And I want to start first because I, I actually solicited uh, our Discord group. We we shouted out the Lockdown Reds Discord group. Make sure you join it in the comments or in the uh, description of today's episode down below. There's a link. But I solicited a question there, and Niall Patterson asked, uh, "So is Nick Crawl really done? I mean, he made the move. So is he really done? And and if he's not done, what do you think comes next?" And I appreciate that question from Niall. I wanted to shout that out first because I do find it interesting. I think Nick Crawl really uh, vibes with the Braves general manager, Alex Anthopoulos. And the Braves are fantastic at keeping everything under wraps until it actually happens. And that if there's any rumors that surround the Braves doing anything, that thing is not going to happen. That's just somebody trying to include them in the rumors. And we have noted that really all of the moves that the Reds have made this offseason haven't been like heavily rumored before they went down. In fact, I remember that there was a rumor for a half second that the Reds were one of the favorites to sign Eduardo Rodriguez before he went to the Diamondbacks. And then after he signed with the Diamondbacks, somebody walked back the fact that the Reds were even involved at all. I really feel like Nick Crawl did the whole uh, we're we're done with big moves thing because number one, they're probably not going to trade for like a Shane Bieber or Dylan Cease at this point. In fact, I kind of don't want them to right now. And then number two, the moves that he can make, he wants to do it under cover of night, as it were. And I think that if he's not done, I think what's coming up next is he's going to get an outfielder in some form or fashion. It's not going to be anybody that wows us. I mean, obviously, Teoscar Hernandez is off the board, but it's going to be somebody that fits this roster very well, and I look forward to seeing who it is. But I don't believe – I think he does have that one more move in him. I think there's a potential there for you to be right, but the, the right situation is going to have to present itself. I think at this point – Nick crawl would be happy to take the team 
as he's constructed it into spring training and be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. But if, if an, a right, it's again, we're back to this right-handed outfielder bat. And by the way, I think we should talk about grades. Once again, another move has been made. I am solidly in the B to B plus range now because the only thing they didn't do that I wanted them to do was address the right-handed outfield power bat. And I can't in good conscience give him a grade now any lower than BB plus because I think this bullpen is overhauled. The starting rotation has nice solid depth. Uh, I like what they've done there. Adding Candelario helps create possibilities. So it's BB plus for me. But to your point, is there a move? There's a move here. Uh, you know, and I just finished saying thanks for doing this uh, without writing it down so that I can backtrack a little bit. Um, I just said I didn't think they would trade Jonathan India between now and spring training, but that might be your move. If if you're if a, the right situation presents itself to go get a right-handed bat and to create a roster spot for that right-handed bat, I think India would have to be involved in that move somehow. Rumor has it the Mariners still want a middle infielder. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So <laughs> I, I that, so that's where I land. I, I think that at the end of the day, it is a possibility. I don't think that it, it's a probability. I don't think that it's it's gonna happen. But I think that it could happen if the stars align, if the right kind of scenario presents itself. I don't. I, th I think it'll be I mean, if it's a move, it's going to be a mid move. It's not going to be. Sure. We're not going to be jumping for joy. We'll be probably no sort press of, conference, right? No, yeah. no, no press conference. No okay. press conference. Probably not an emergency episode. Like I didn't even really consider an emergency. Oh, no, episode. we're doing we're doing an emergency episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> Michael A. Taylor is your Cincinnati Reds backup outfielder. <laughs> Listen, after the way we struggled <laughs> last week, I'm doing an emergency episode. All right, let's move into this uh, comment section again. Jeff, as I mentioned, has been blowing up the entire episode. I appreciate you guys. I will try to circle back to a lot of them, but that's just a lot of scrolling. So let's just I'm just going to jump in here because it's what I see on the screen. Uh, and and I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about Indian arbitration. Uh, Jeff in 812 says he thinks that it the arbitration situation is more about Boris than India being gung ho for 4 million. Boris is likely pushing the rookie of the year chip. Um, okay. Maybe um, we know how Boris Boris is going to Boris, I guess yeah. that's the answer to that. And I, I don't know. I, I think that if it were me, I would not push this arbitration process um, because I, it's highly likely that Jonathan Indy is not with this team all the way through 2024, definitely not with this team in 2025. So, you know, they probably should be more focused on making him look like a model citizen to find uh, better matches later. I, Maybe. Actually, I, I take the opposite road on that. I think this is Scott Boris saying that the situation is untenable, that their relationship is untenable, and he's just going to extract every penny that he possibly can out of it before he is traded because then – you know, the higher baseline from this year means that his second year of arbitration will be a bigger jump, assuming he continues to produce and, and, and play pretty well. So I think that this is Scott Boris kind of playing the long game a little bit because I think he understands what you say. He he probably agrees with you that Jonathan India is not much longer going to be a Cincinnati Red, and he's trying to play the long game by setting his dude up with a, a higher floor of a salary right now. All right, let's go to this because we haven't talked about this at all. And and surprise, Jeff, you know, you got me surprised because we didn't write things down. I'm going to have you talk about this mostly because 
you're there and I'm here. Uh, Scott's asking about, uh, and shout out to Scott. Hey, Scott, we appreciate your dedication. I know you're here like every single week and we see you everywhere we go. So really, really appreciate you. Uh, he says, why are the player appearances at the caravan so lackluster, especially the north leg of the caravan? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't ever pay a lot of attention to the caravan because it never, ever stops here in Kona. Uh, I have yet to see a Reds caravan stop in Kona and I ask for it every year and they ignore me. So I don't pay a lot of attention to this, Jeff. Uh, have you paid attention to the caravan at all? Are you, are you up on this? I have. Um, but now I'm looking at back. I'm looking up the rosters again, because to be honest with you, I, I remember thinking that the North leg was actually the one that was most stacked. I think that, um, I do remember seeing that Andrew Abbott is on the North caravan. Um, but I, I remember looking at the one that's close to me because they're coming to Hamilton and I, I saw, you know, John Sadak's going to be there. There's going to be a couple of television broadcasters and some prospects. But I think um, the interesting thing is that Ian Jabot is going to be there. And after our episode a couple of days ago, me saying that I think he might be the odd man out, he's probably going to be really happy to see me. So I think that could be interesting. Um and then I, I've also had a buddy saying that we need to see if uh, we can get him to take a picture with me and uh, say uh, cushion for the pushing. But when it comes to the North leg, I thought I liked that roster a little bit more. So I'm trying to find it real quick and pull that up. Well, we can circle back to that if you do find it, because I'm just curious. Um, oh, yeah, I got to pull it up here. All right. So okay. North tour. Oh, North. North tour, they got Frankie Montes. Okay, I was wrong. Andrew Abbott's on the East tour. North tour is David Bell, Frankie Montes, Rat Louder, Ty Floyd. Tommy Thrall is going to be there. Um, Corky Miller, Sam LeCure. That's a pretty solid one. I right. will say I, I noticed a a lack of the core. Like there's not, I mean, Matt McLean's not on any of these. Uh, you don't see Elliot on any of these. You don't see CES, anybody like that. I was a little bit bummed for that reason, but... I kind of get it. Some of them probably have already gone out to Arizona and they're not trying to come back here or something like that. They're, they're working. And to be honest with you, I'd rather them work than, than say hi to me because I want to see them win ball games more than I want them to say hi to me. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, that's probably the explanation behind it. And I don't put a lot of like consternation behind my evaluation for the Reds caravan roster. All right, let's do this, Jeff. For the audio only folks, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Video folks, stick around. We're keeping on, keeping on with your questions and comments right after we wrap this up. For you audio folks, uh, join us over on YouTube for the Aloha Fridays live. We talk about it throughout the week. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Click the notification bell. Uh, so that you don't miss out on it. We love talking Reds baseball with you. Uh, the rest of this Q&A will come into your audio feed as a bonus episode a little bit later today. Uh, until we talk to you again next week, we'll uh, circle up more information and bring it back here and keep you locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.